You're my life, I count the cost, I take loss, accuse the treason, and I could die for this cause, and you might just be the reason, and in order to live, I must die, it's denial itself, and if you claim to be the way, that means there ain't no one else, I trust it, done, there ain't no room for discussion, so if you just don't get it, then let the just come with it, I know much more is required of all that I've been given, but if y'all claim to be alive, then you gotta start living, you know what? So if you have not heard, and it just occurred to me how many of these podcasts actually start with the phrase, so, yeah, sorry, went on a side rant. If you haven't heard, uh, there's been some casting already done for the upcoming live action Teen Titans uh, series, movie, TV, Netflix thing. Uh, There's lots of speculation about where it's going to be or how it's going to be. Uh, don't know if Netflix will be an option. Just threw that out there because they're doing really cool stuff by putting a lot of comic book stuff on their uh, venue. But most of it is Marvel. In any case, uh, you can check out some of the articles. They're on our Facebook page, the Bifrost Bridge Podcast Facebook page. Uh, lots of articles there about it and about the casting and about what you can expect to see. And there's hope for uh, Nightwing, which means they're going to be a little bit older than the original Teen, Titan, Teen Titans were if there's uh, Nightwing involved. Uh, there's also going to be speculation about whether or not there's a Beast Boy. Uh, I'm just looking forward to it. Um, I would hope... Again, DC's doing a lot of weird stuff because now they're talking about a whole other universe that they're going to create, an else world universe. Some are speculating. Uh, we don't know. And I don't know what they're doing. And I hope somebody out there does. Um, I really hope somebody out there does because uh, Marvel got it right. Uh, they're, they're, they have one universe. It's the cinematic universe. The TV and the movie all cross over uh, a little bit here and there. And. You know, whether you like it or love it, it's one universe. Uh, even though you may not see all the characters in each spot, the ones from Netflix on TV, the ones from TV on Netflix and, and, and in the movies, but they reference each other and you know there's one universe. DC is doing something different. I don't know what they're doing. I hope someone else does. But in any case, because there's so much excitement uh, about this new Teen Titans um series, uh, the live action thing that they're doing. Um, and because, you know, uh, the, uh, young justice three season three, uh, is, is hopefully going to be out soon. Uh, although you may have to pay to watch it, but it, it might be worth it. Um, because of all that, uh, I wanted to share some cool things that young people are doing. Uh, as you know, we went to, uh, Gen Con, we were doing some play testing, for uh, a new expansion of the Shoot Cows card game, uh, which is a card game that uh, Ben Petrie and, and Jonathan Ong uh, created, and it is available on Amazon. You can go on there, and we'll put a link in some of the videos from Shoot Cows on our page. Um, but you can go and look for uh, that game. Uh, but while we were at Gen Con doing some playtesting, um, Jonathan had John had his family there, and uh, we did a carpool. Uh, to go see the eclipse. 
And as we were changing cars, at one point, Corey and I were in the car uh, with uh, his two daughters. And then Jonathan and I were in one car later with, you know, his son and his youngest daughter. And um, we were like, hey, let, let's get some feedback from those guys. So I'm actually going to combine both of those uh, conversations. Again, they're in the car. Uh, there's some background noise. I'll try to get rid of as much of that as I can. Uh, but I love some of the things that they had to say, uh, their experience about the eclipse and, and what they were looking forward to and what they actually experienced was pretty cool. Uh, and then a great conversation uh, with his son, Jonathan's son, about um, this, this, the opportunity that they had to compete at Gen Con last year in one of the competitions. Uh, now, you'll, you'll hear their age in the podcast, uh, but they're pretty young. And when his daughter showed up, when we met up with them um, in Indianapolis, you know, uh, she was telling me she was really upset because they didn't get to compete this year because they couldn't get tickets. By the time they went to get tickets, the, the tickets for Gen Con were sold out. Uh, I guess because this was the 50th anniversary of it. So they couldn't get tickets. And she, she said, you know, we have been practicing all year uh, because she said, I didn't like the way we lost last year. And I'm not going to lose again. And I was like, wow, so are you pretty upset that you're not going to, you know, get to compete this year? And she said, I'm a little bit upset, but I have a whole other year to practice even harder. So I I got to say, when I when I talked to... Um, uh, her partner in, in, in their competition, which was his son. And I talked to him, he was sharing some insight on it. And, uh, I was just pretty intrigued at some of the things that, uh, children are doing these days. And, you know, we all think children are doing mindless things, uh, but these are some pretty gifted and talented kids. And we get to hear what they say up next on the Bifrost Bridge podcast. All right, so I'm in a car with John, who has been on the podcast before, and his daughter, Bethany, who has been on the podcast before, depending on which one of these I air first, and his son, Lawrence. And a while back, Lawrence, not a while back, yesterday, Lawrence and I were talking about a cool program that he's involved in. It's a robotics program. So I asked him if he would share a little bit about the program. Um, yeah, so what it is is they give you robots and you program them to do challenges. And what you do in the challenges is like, well, of course you do the challenges, but um, you go to competitions and when you do these challenges, if you do them correctly, you get a certain number of points. And when uh, and when you get those points, they put you on a scoreboard to see who's in first, second, third, and so on, and all that stuff. And you have all year to program these robots to do these challenges. What are some of the challenges? Like last year, you were supposed to. Um, you're supposed to like grab stuff but, uh, it's hard to explain but um so wait let me ask a question did you 
are the robots already built and you just have to program them? Yes, but you can build attachments and put them on to the robot. So you can add on parts to the robot to make it do more stuff or just to make it do the challenges better? Well, if you use the regular robot, you, you can't really, you can only do like two challenges on the board, but you, ha you ha have to put attachments on so you can actually do things. Okay. So, going back to what John asked, what was the, the challenge that you had to do? You guys had to do what? Well, so what they do is they put you in this little area where your robot has to start. And then um, there, there was one word you had to um, take, like, food from, like, this thing. And then you had to push it to different, like, animals that were laid out on the board. But what you but the food was like different colors like for for like the uh, yellow stuff you'd push it to the gorilla and the pink stuff you'd push it to the pig. So was it was it wasn't like you just remote controlled the robot. You had to program the robot to go and get the food and then take it to the specific areas. Well, so so here here's how it works. Um, you like. When we did it, we went and got the food, and then we went back to the starting spot because that's the only time you can actually touch a robot. Oh, okay. And then we put then we put the, a food in a box that we pushed in into like that. We only got the, to the gorilla, and then we were done. So is this a school program or it's it's outside of school? This is an outside of school program. Okay. What made you decide to get involved in like this robotics program? Well, I always like. Uh, I always like the fact of being able to program and just build stuff on robots and see what you can do with it. How long have you been doing, not just this program, but how long have you been doing like robotic stuff overall? Since about six or seven years old. And now you are? Twelve. Wow, okay. I've been on a yeah, how long have you been on a robotics team? Um, two or three years. Two or three years? Okay, cool. So, do they already have a challenge for this year, or you don't know? Well, they do. It's called the Ringmaster, but I know nothing about it yet, so... Okay. When will, like, do they do they give you advanced information, or you have to wait till you get there, and then they start telling you, okay, here's, here's what we're training for this year. Here's going to be the challenge. Uh, you can look it up online, but, but I prefer to wait just to see. Just to see when you get there what it is? Yeah. Okay. Because I like, I, like, I like surprises. <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. So, I mean, if you had to guess for this year, what would you guess? Like, if you had to just guess out of the blue, what, do you, what kind of thing do you think they're going to have you guys do this year? I don't know. I think they're going to have you, like, pick up something and, like, throw it through, like, rings that are hanging. And then, like, you have to, like, drive through them or something. I don't know. So that would be cool. You'd have to program the robot to pick up something and throw it. Well, so I was on the junior team last year, and that was, like, the basic stuff where you actually program the robot. This, this year, you actually remote control it because it, it'd just be impossible without 
just programming it because you'd have to make it you'd have to make it exactly right and sometimes the um, the board changes so you can't you even if you do program it exactly right the board will change and then you'll be stuck okay now let me ask you a question because this is totally different but somewhat similar I'm switching to gaming now um, because your sister told me that you guys were training for the was it the Smash Brothers competition at Gen Con mm -hmm. but all tickets were sold out so you guys didn't get to go how long are you guys training for that uh this year and then we'll probably be training till the next year and did you guys compete last year uh yes we did we competed last year but we didn't make it past the first round okay but you guys weren't competing in like the kids you were competing with the adults yes we were competing with the adults and th these adults they were they were they were killing everybody but uh when me and rebecca got up there we, we were holding our own but we we still it wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, but you guys did better than some of the adults, right? Yeah, some of the adults. I wouldn't say all of them. Because I, I, I think a lot of the people that go there are like professionals and play that game every day. We don't play it every day. Some of them play it every day. <laughs> all day, every day. Maybe some of them, that's just it's, what they I do. Welcome to the gaming adult world. <laughs> Even if you do have a job, you go home from your job and you just sit and you play video games all day. Because you're an adult now and you can. So that's what a lot of them do. And, like, I'm not big on Super Smash Brothers. I'm not very good at it. But I'm getting good at it. It's just this one game. It's called Finance Freeze. I, I just really like that game. All right, cool. So now that you guys didn't get to compete this year, are you guys like gonna like prepare for next year? Yeah, definitely. All right, and hopefully you guys are gonna make it past the first round. Do you like now that you guys will have you had all this year and next year to prepare? You guys think you can like win, like win, win, win? I don't think we can win, but I definitely think we can at least get second or third I'm not sure about first most likely third that's still pretty impressive like this is not like a small local community competition this is people from like around everywhere yeah around the world and like, to get first second or third is like a huge especially because you're not doing it in like an age bracket you're just going against whoever steps up to play yeah so that would be cool. That would be awesome. But like, I don't feel that it was right for my brother and my sister to play against those two adults. They should have played against like like teenagers. Well, well, there were other kids, Beth, but um, they, apparently they ran out of grouping, so they had that they had to pair us up with an adult. You know, I wasn't I wasn't mad about it because. It just it just made it look like we were we were better than all the other kids. Yeah, I, I mean that I mean that in the nicest way possible. <laughs> if there's a nice way to say we are so much better than you, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but that's cool because that means I mean right now your mindset and the way you guys are, are preparing is we're preparing to beat 
everybody, kids, adults, and teenagers, you're not just trying to be kids, right? You're trying to be whoever steps up. You're right. There you go. Okay, I would. I'm. I'm right there with you. I would not even get. But yeah. Like, so. But like, since them two were on the Super Smash team, since Rebecca Lamora's were on a team, while they were while they were doing the competition, I just played Minecraft on the computer. That's cool. That's cool. So how long? How long were you guys playing before you got like killed for like a minute, two minutes, five minutes? So. It's it's a two out of three kind of thing. Like you win after you win two rounds, you you win. But so we lost the first one, and we lost the second one. But it only took so they were they were beating like when we were watching the competition, we we, we saw them and they won like they they were winning like third and second. And but when we went up against them, it took them. Both rounds were about 15, not, not not both rounds, but both rounds combined were 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys were holding your own for a while. Yeah, but I died first both rounds, so I'm like, oops, uh, you're on your own, Rebecca. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, but you guys held your own for a while against adults. Wait, wait, but, but I think I think they just thought we were um, we were little kids, and they thought that we wouldn't make it very far. So they just they paired us up with the adults, just probably just to get rid of us. Were there a lot of other kids that entered the competition, or? Yeah. Yes, yes, there were, but they looked a lot older than us. Okay, so you guys were probably among the youngest that entered. They probably were the youngest. Okay, cool. And you guys hold your own. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So I'm excited to see what happens next year when you guys roll in there. Huh? Are you going to be at Gen Con next year? I don't know. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to top a guy's weekend next year because there's no Eclipse, but <laughs> I don't know what we can do to top that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll um, see. The thing I'm worried about, though, is that, that the thing is, we're, we're training to just, just to beat them, but they're training to be the best, and we're just, I mean, like, they're not going to sit there and stay the same skills so everybody can train and pass them and stuff. So we got we to gotta train harder to win. I think if you guys just focus on training your hardest, I mean, if you were training and didn't know what you were walking into and walked in and held your own against guys who were pretty good and were killing everybody else and didn't win over you guys as easily as they won over everybody else, if you were able to do that, I think if you guys focus on just doing your best you're, you'll probably do pretty good especially now you have an idea of what you're going into well not really we, we, we still walked in and we were we were surprised how hard it was to go up against these people but 
the thing was like the the first the first like two minutes of the first round we, we just me and Rebecca just just died like we still had we still had two more lives left but um, the thing was is that once we figured out their uh, their pattern like what they did was is they would keep us close to the edge and then once we were off the edge they just they would just keep hitting us so we couldn't get back on so we would just fall so, they so once we so once we figured that out, we, we stayed closer to the middle, which also helped a lot because. But once they grabbed me and threw me off, it was over. <laughs> well, that's cool. You guys were able to figure out their strategy and probably helped you last longer than yeah. everybody else, which doesn't say a lot for the adult community. <laughs> So let me ask you a quick question. Well, a question as we kind of wind us down. What would your advice be to other kids that want to like go into robotics or want to do more gaming stuff or want to compete in gaming competitions? What would you tell them? Well, for gaming, just make up your own strategy. Catch them off guard. Don't make something original. Don't. Don't copy everybody. That's good advice. Be because if if you do, if, if everybody copies the same strategy, everybody knows what's going to happen. Like, oh, they're going to do this, and then they're going to do that, and then they can just kick your butt, and then you'll be dead. That's why, you need, that's why you need different strategies for each round. So you know how to, like, so, so they don't know, if they don't know that you're going to do the same strategy. So, hey, one final question. So, how long have you been, like, playing games? Um, since I can remember. Everything. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I was born in a hospital, and my dad was sitting in a chair playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Every, yeah, I've been playing games since I can, since I can remember. But I, I usually just start off with, Mario. I, I, when I was little, I could never really get past the first or second level. I'm just like, this is, this is impossible. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, thank you guys for letting me talk to you about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. All right, we are on our way back from where were we just at? We were at uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Madisonville, Kentucky. Uh, and if you hear weird noises in the back, uh, Becca and Bethany are in the back seat. Um, we did not kidnap kids. They belong to John, and uh, they're riding with us. John and his wife are in the car ahead of us. And on our way from Gen Con, which was awesome, uh, we were like, eh, we're not that far away. Let's head over to Kentucky and try to see the eclipse. We headed to Madisonville, stopped at uh, Madison. We, we went to Madisonville Community College, and uh, it, it was completely on a whim. And let me just say that they were amazing and hospitable. They, when you get there, they were offering you free glasses to watch it. 
I thought were. I thought they were stopping the cars to pay for parking, so I pulled out my wallet from the back seat because I was ready to pay. And instead, they were telling us where the free waters were, uh, of the buildings that were there, where the bathrooms were, offering us air conditioning. The only thing you had to pay for is they were selling like hot dogs and hamburgers. Yeah. Everything else was free. And they had a guy from NASA there who was awesome, uh, giving us the whole 411. We got there maybe half an hour, 40, 45 minutes. We were there. No, we were there about an hour beforehand. An hour beforehand. And the whole time, he's giving you the 411 on what's going on. They had a telescope there so you could look uh, with a filter on it so you could look directly you could up. see the sunspots on the sun perfectly. So you don't go blind. Yes, so you don't go blind. And they had a huge TV screen under a tent where you could watch the live stream of it on the screen. So, And no matter where you were, if you just sat next to your car in the parking lot, you had a good view because it was clear skies. And it was awesome. So uh, you guys, what were your thoughts on the... I thought I was going to go blind. Thought you were going to go blind? Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. I, I just... Totality, important word. Which means totality is when the moon moon completely covers the sun. And then you're able to take off the ring. See the ring. And yes, when the totality happens, you get to see what's called a diamond ring. And I'd never seen this before, and it caught me off guard because I was not expecting the color to be as bright. It's like a bright white color. It it wasn't what we would usually see from the sun, which is usually orange or yellow. This was a bright, bright white. I didn't see the white. I did. It was white. It was white around the um, thing. Yeah, it was a bright white. But but like I also saw like how um. Move it back a little bit. Was, how like some parts of the um moon had like very little light, and then like there's light that stretched out from. Sun behind it? Yeah. Like it wasn't like completely round, it was like two sides had more light than the other two sides. And Matthew gets bleeding. It was also cool because you didn't notice it at first, the gradual as it was getting a little bit darker, a little bit darker, a little bit darker, but once it was more than halfway, you started noticing the temperature drop temperature drop which thank you jesus for that because um, it's a 90 degree day yeah it, like it was, it was so hot degrees outside. but then once you know the sun started disappearing was like, there was still it felt like 70 it probably yeah. dropped about 10 they said 10 to 15 degrees it felt so much cooler you didn't have the heat of the sun you just had the heat of the day kind of thing and uh, you didn't have total darkness but it was so cool once it hit totality and you just saw... It was a different kind of darkness. Yeah. Like, Well, there was still that was ring so around the moon because the moon purple. is smaller than the sun. That little ring of light coming from behind it. I thought it was going to go purple. You thought it was going to go purple? It just went dusk. Yeah. And then the sun looked like it was going down. And I wish I had recorded all the stats that the NASA dude was throwing out. He was throwing out all kind of stats. He had, a, he had, us, he had us on a time... He was keeping us updated every 10 minutes and then he's like 60 seconds he had it down to a like perfect 
Yeah, and he was giving out such great information about what was happening, how it was happening, when the next time it would happen, which, which is 2024. 2024, and then after that, 125 or something years later. We'll be old which, by then. We'll be dead, dead. by then. I, I wish we would just be old by then. If, if my name were Wolverine, I'd be old by then, but yeah. No, I would be old by then. You, you would probably, dead. would probably not be here. You will either still be alive, because they will have found a way to eliminate death, or you will be food for the robots that have took over humanity. Yes. <laughs> but you, yeah, so it's one or the other. I'll be still be alive, and I'm the youngest. No, but I know Gabe will still be alive, Dad. He's our cousin. I know he will Yeah, but he'll be like 128 years old. Anyways... Um, really just a shout out to, uh, you know, Madisonville, Kentucky, though. They, that was great. We just took a shot in the dark, literally, because it got dark. It's amazing because the, the NASA guy was telling us that we picked a great spot, not just us, but as he was announcing to everyone, because I think he said two of the other spots were charging $10 for a 10 by 10 square of grass that you could sit on to watch it. Uh, and as we left, I saw signs along the road for restaurants and other places that had Eclipse parking $15, and we paid nothing. And you noticed none of them were, had anybody in them. Yeah, and we paid nothing, got free water, great hospitality. Um, of course, one of the ladies who was working there and gave us some info, just happened to be a Steelers fan, so that was just an added bonus. Yeah, she was giving away postcards. Yeah. I but yeah, so um, watching that was amazing, and I, I, uh, I feel like just seeing something that you happens, for lack of a better term, outside of Earth. You know what I mean? It's not on Earth. It's seeing something happens outside of Earth with your eyes, and, and it's just amazing. We did manage to get some pictures, but when it got to totality, it's a, it's you really a, it, couldn't. It, it, you can't tell. It just looks like you're taking a picture of the moon. Of a and, really uh, bright moon, but uh, we did get some pictures of the partial as it was moving. Um, by putting the glasses over the phone and kind of playing with it. Thank you to Becca for figuring that out for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I got some great pictures, but... I'll try to post those on the Bifrost Bridge podcast Facebook page. But yeah, this is a great, or I'll tweet them out. I think I did tweet them out already. So if you're following me on BigFatPastorTwitter.com, there you go. But any other thoughts on the, on the. Me, uh, I just. You you need to see it at least once in your life. Yeah. And more if you can. Um, Seeing the partial is great, and it's pretty cool, but watching and seeing the whole, total... I feel like just seeing the partial, it's just going to be like, oh, so the sun disappears a little bit, but this is like, the sun's gone, and then you just have this bright white light coming from around it, going around, and it's just... Lauren said that, Lauren said my brother, he said that, um, that the uh, diamond ring was white. It was white. It was white. It didn't look white to me. Well, it looked white to everybody else. Did you have glasses on? Did you have your glasses on? on? Yeah. Well, you were supposed to take your glasses off during that. Mm, I don't know. 
They, even the NASA guy announced, okay, take off your glasses. You, you did not pay attention. I didn't hear that. He, he's on a loudspeaker, dear. He was... Anyways, um, the next one's in 2024. So between now and then, everyone needs to go and see if they have superpowers and go save the cheerleader. And the, and the importance... I want to discuss the importance of protecting your eyes. Go for it. Um... You can. You just gotta make sure you get the right glasses because it's incredibly bright. You can blind yourself. And you can go blind, and you can severely hurt, damage your retinas, which, you know, would retinas? not be good. Retinas? Your retinas are part of your eyes. Part of your eyes that it's kind of like a lens. Um. And that you're um. Make sure you buy the right ones as well. There's there, from what I understand, there were a lot of fake ones on Amazon. Um, I don't have the Any kinds. Yeah, I don't have the kinds that we use, but I do know that NASA put out a list of reputable distributors for those glasses, and you can find it. So, on that note, we uh, are dangerously close to running out of gas. And hopefully we don't get stranded here in Kentucky. So. Oh, no wonder why we're going so slow. Oh, yeah. Take care. Yeah, and we're out. Be careful of the apocalypse that's coming. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Exactly.